have injuries already reshaped the NBA playoffs entirely. Are the Warriors the new title favorites? And can Ben Simmons save the Brooklyn Nets? I'm Matt Thomas. Welcome to In the Lab with Hoopsology. Welcome, welcome back to In the Lab with Hoopsology. I am your host tonight, Matt Thomas, and we have a lot to cover. We made our first round predictions last week, and some of those have panned out exactly as expected, and some things have been very, very different than what we expected them to be. Some of that due to outside forces like injuries, some of that due to just things that that have been unexpected. So we're going to get into all of that. First, I did want to plug, we had a great interview with Mike Prada, author of the upcoming book, Spaced Out. Be sure to check that out. We are a part of Off the Glass Basketball Network. You can go to otgbasketball.com to see this lovely webpage that I'm sharing with you right now. You can also, of course, subscribe to our podcast feed, our YouTube channel to get all of the content that we are putting out. We are working hard to get you guys some of the best interviews in the basketball world. So hope we are delivering on that for you. Hope you are enjoying that content. Be sure to check out that Mike Prada interview. Talks a lot of cool basketball um, just X's and O's as far as why the Memphis Grizzlies have been so successful this year beyond just the rise of John Morant, why that whole team has been working and whether or not they can work in the playoffs. We'll talk about the Grizzlies a little bit. Let's get into it. I want to go through series by series. Some of these will give you just some quick thoughts. Some of these we will go a little bit more in depth on future implications of what's going on here. We made our predictions last week. You can always go back and check that out. We're going to start in the East and starting with our one versus eight matchup. And I should also mention as we're chatting here, there are games going on. The Mavericks are leading. It looks like they are going to go up two to one against the jazz. The Warriors we're leading at halftime. Looks like they're up by four right now in game three. Warriors leading that series to zip. Um, so those are going on. Earlier tonight, the Grizzlies came back from two 20-point deficits at different times during the game and beat the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota. So we'll talk about all that. Just wanted to set the stage. But it does look like the Mavericks are going to go up two to one. I would be willing to bet the Warriors are going to go up three to zip but we'll check back in with that when we get to that series. We're going to start in the East anyway. And what can I say about the Miami Heat other than they have performed exactly as we expected against the eight seed Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young has not been able to carry the Hawks to victories in either of these games. The Miami Heat defense has been stifling the Loss of Clint Capella um, has really harmed Atlanta. And surprisingly, the Miami offense 
hasn't been able to capitalize on that. Bam, in particular, has not been performing uh, perhaps as well as you would expect with really the only guy on the Atlanta Hawks roster that can presumably slow him down on the offensive side of the ball. But regardless, Miami getting the job done at home, they lead two to zip. And I do think this series is going to be quick work. We both predicted, Justin and I, that is predicted this series would end in five games. I think that's still pretty reasonable. Moving on to the four five matchup in the East, the Philadelphia 76ers are leading three games to zip against the Toronto Raptors. This Again, as we said last week, a rebuilding year for the Raptors, a very, very successful rebuild, getting the five seed in the East. Scotty Barnes outperforming expectations as a rookie. So Toronto, keep in mind, that's what you want to look forward to. You have already exceeded expectations. I do expect the sweep to happen at this point. And there's been a little bit of controversy about James Harden. Is he underperforming? Is he taking it easy this round? And I I think you can have your opinion either way as far as that goes. As a Houston Rockets fan, I'm not going to sit here and um, defend James Harden's playoff record to this point in his career. But look, the 76ers are getting the job done. James Harden is facilitating very well. And they just simply outpower Toronto so much that I can't really give a hardline take on is James Harden underperforming? We're going to see if they get exposed against the Heat in the next round or not. That's going to be a very interesting, entertaining matchup because the Heat have a lot of guys defensively that they can throw around at James Harden. Not sure they'll be able to slow him down, but if he's playing, you know, same caliber offense in that next round, then the James Harden criticism may be warranted. If he's uh, stifled and if he's not able to turn it up, we'll see what happens. We're looking forward to the second round uh, at this point. So we're digressing a bit. Let's move into Milwaukee versus Chicago. And this is the first series with an injury that I do want to mention. Chris Middleton sprained his MCL. He is out right now, quote, days or weeks. Um. So we're really not sure. It seems he's going to be out for the rest of the first round at minimum and hopefully can come back for the second round. Of course, I do not like Milwaukee's title chances if he's out for the playoffs. If he's able to come back, I'm not ready to write off Milwaukee just because they lost a game to the Bulls after he got hurt. So um, it's great to see Chicago get the win. Justin and I weren't sure we, we did pick the bucks in five. So that could still presumably happen, but it's good to see Chicago get a win and at least make this a series for now tied one-to-one. I still think Milwaukee goes on as expected to win this series in five, maybe six games now with Chris Middleton being out with that injury. Now the most interesting series, I want to spend a little more time on this in in the entire first round, even though it's a two zip lead is the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets, two very talented teams getting matched together in the first round because of the chaos that ensued all season long in Brooklyn, Boston. I I feel like I kind of owe you an apology. My, my friends at Celtics lab podcast, shout out to them. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just have to kind of eat the L to this point. Boston leads two zip in this series. I will own it. I predicted that the Nets would win in six games in this series. That is not going to happen at this point. I mean, they, they will be lucky to win in seven, but I can't imagine them winning four straight games. It would be one of the better turnarounds in first round history if they did do that. And my pick, my my rationale behind my pick was really based on a lot of respect for KD. And I think uh, as much as we've talked about the chaos in Brooklyn this year, I I think for myself personally, I, and I've, I'd be curious to hear Justin's take about this too, because he picked Brooklyn in seven. Um, I, I think we both maybe underestimated how much the chaos of this year carried over into the playoffs. You have at the end of game two, Kyrie singing praises of the Boston Celtics. Like this is their time. They're coming into their prime. It just feels like this is, this is their time. And it's either some reverse psychology, maybe buttering up this Boston Celtics team by being so kind, you know, kind of like a Bill Belichick strategy, talking nice about the team before you're about to play them again. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, it's always hard to tell with Kyrie and I, I just don't think, I, I think if they were going to win this series, they had to win one of those first two games. I thought that was going to happen. You had a great Kyrie game, not a great KD game in game one. You had, I'm sure you've seen the highlight over and over again by now, but Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, great passing to Jason Tatum for a spinning buzzer beating layup to win the game. One of those highlights that we will see in perpetuity when we talk about Jason Tatum's career down the road. This is going to be one of those plays. This is perhaps, I mean, if they go on to make the finals and win a title, let's say, um, which I, I had not projected, certainly. Th- that'll be one of the highlights that lives on for the rest of his career, that spinning layup. Because it's against this Brooklyn Nets team, even those in the first round, feels like a huge moment. Bill Simmons talked about this on his podcast. He was live in person in the game and how big this moment felt in um, in Boston's arena there. So... Bill Simmons sometimes known for hyperbole as well, but it it looked like a big moment when it happened on TV. So I, I think Brooklyn is in real big trouble. I brought up Ben Simmons saving the Nets. The reason I bring that up is because Sham Shinaria reported that Ben Simmons is coming back. He will get a third scrimmage in and then he will return to help maybe the Brooklyn Nets in game four. He has not played since the playoffs last year, which were, I'm sorry, but a a bit of a disaster, especially from the free throw line. But in other aspects too, of course, uh, had the whole kind of psych out moment where he had a wide open dunk and he passed it off to his teammate while he was on the 76ers. Very, very controversial play led to all the um just the downfall of of his relationship with the Sixers and all the drama that has happened for this entire past year through the trade deadline when he finally was moved to the Brooklyn Nets as we all know Ben Simmons is not saving this Brooklyn Nets team and if he 
<laughs> comes in and makes a huge impact for more than 20 minutes a game after all the drama that has gone on after allegedly not being able to handle all this pressure from the off season and everything, then there there's going to be some follow-up questions from that. But if he makes an impact on, on this, it'll be one of the most unprecedented things we've ever seen given the issues. He is coming off of a lower back injury allegedly. And then um, also these mental health issues uh, and moving to the biggest stage in a very, very physical series. It, it just does not sound like something that Ben Simmons is capable of at this point in his career. And look, I've been rooting for Ben Simmons to show up to build his legacy, to live up to the hype, because that's what I root for in general as a sports fan. Like, I want to see greatness. I'm not really that guy that likes to root against teams that I dislike as much as I have poked fun at the Nets and Lakers this year. So I do hope he can come in and be strong. I'm just not predicting that. I do not think Ben Simmons is the piece that will save the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to be Katie and Kyrie having one of the craziest stretches of four victories that we've ever seen. And I'm not buying it at this point. So I think already my prediction certainly is wrong and it would take a lot for me to pick Brooklyn winning this in seven, even at this point. So kudos to the Celtics. I was wrong about you guys. Reports are also that Rob Williams is traveling with the team. I'm not sure yet what that means as far as his potential to play in this series, but that's good news if he's traveling with the team. So Celtics to this point, taking care of business. We're looking forward to game three, seeing what happens if the Nets can make this a series or if this is going to be a very, very quick series. All right, let's move into the Western Conference, perhaps the more interesting conference right now. Um, much, much to our surprise, at least as far as the first round goes. Phoenix. This is where we begin or, or continue, I'm sorry, talking about injuries. And this is a bummer of an injury given the feel-good story, other than that ownership story, the feel-good story that the Phoenix Suns have been, this whole narrative that we've all been looking forward to of can Chris Paul finally add that championship to his already Hall of Fame resume and the answer right now is no, if Devin Booker cannot come back. Now, the latest in researching this just before getting on here, Devin Booker has a grade one hamstring strain. So he is out for at least games three and four of this New Orleans Pelicans series. That's relatively good news. If it was a grade two hamstring strain, we may have been talking about him missing the rest of the playoffs or several series. So it looks like that is not the case. I do think the Suns should be cautious. And as long as they don't lose their next game, uh, which will be in New Orleans, I think they should try to rest him as long as possible, as long as they get out to that game lead um, and, and stay roughly there. So they could, for example, go one and one in new Orleans. The series would be tied two to two, 
We still don't know if Devin Booker is going to be an option by that point, but I would not put him in unless they are down three games to two. And of course, if it's a viable option, I do think the Suns can handle the Pelicans without Devin Booker. I do not think they will get much further. I mean, unless Luca continues to miss time for the Mavericks by the time we're in round two, then potentially, yeah, I do think the Suns team is deeper and Hey, maybe that's a pathway where you can get Devin Booker a lot of rest. He can be rested for the Western Conference Finals. So I'm not riding off the Suns as champions yet. I still do think they're the favorites in spite of this news. Um, hamstring injuries, though, very finicky, easy to re-aggravate. We saw that last year with the Brooklyn Nets and James Harden, who had been a durable player to that point in this league. So it, it is something to be very cautious about, to hold your breath about, to feel a little bit panicked about as, as Suns fans should, but I'm pretty confident he's going to come back and I'm, I'm not ready to write off the Suns just yet. So the series is tied one to one and this, this happened. Devin Booker had, as I'm sure you've heard a great first half in game two, I believe he had 31 points at halftime went out with that injury and the Pelicans were able to pull off the win. I do not see that continuing to happen for the Pelicans, but credit to them for fighting to this point and we'll see what they do. Uh, I mean, I'm someone who did not even want the Pelicans to be part of this postseason picture. So I'm glad to see that they're fighting in this first round. Let's move on to Dallas versus Utah and let's do a quick score check since that game is ongoing. We can call it. It is final. The Mavericks now lead two games to one versus the Utah Jazz. This is all without the play of Luka Doncic, who their team revolves around. So pretty sad news if you're the Jazz. This was game three, which was the first game in Utah. Utah typically, one of the things that they are known for is one of the best home court advantages in the NBA. Just a very, very loud arena. And in spite of that, in spite of the Luka injury, in spite of many people I think would agree, Quinn Snyder, a, a better coach than Jason Kidd, if you're matching them up like that, at, at least historically speaking, being outcoached at this point by the Mavericks and the Mavericks should not be up at this point in the series. So even if they come out of Utah with a tie two to two series, the more time you take, the more chance we're going to get a healthy Luka Doncic back in this series. But it's looking like Dallas is on their way to cruise to a series win and let Luka come back rested into round two, which should be a lot of fun. Phoenix versus Dallas. I'm looking forward to that. I did pick Dallas in six. So right now it's heading that direction. It's heading in my favor. Justin had Utah in seven. It's still a young enough series that could happen. Maybe this will be the catalyst that where the Jazz bounce back, but I'm just not liking what I'm seeing from Utah overall. This game in particular, this game three, there were a lot of issues defending the paint for Utah, which is interesting given that they have Rudy Gobert, who is, is one of the league's best, if not the best, rim protector. So regardless of what happens, I, I think after this season, you need to make some drastic changes in Utah. I think you need to decide whether you, you are going to fully invest in Donovan Mitchell as this is our future star, 
which you may need to just because of the difficulty and free agency there. And then I think you see what you can get for trade value for Rudy Gobert because he is not in the modern NBA, the player that can be the centerpiece of your franchise. So maybe you see what teams are interested in Rudy Gobert, what kind of value you can get for him. He has the, um, uh, unless someone has surpassed him to this point at the time of signing it, he is the highest paid center in NBA history in, in terms of that single contract. So going to be hard to unload him. You'd have to think that counts against his value in an off season deal. If I'm the jazz, I'm still looking at making that happen. We got to rebuild. We got to cater to Donovan Mitchell to keep him staying around. If you're buying into Donovan Mitchell, that's a controversial topic right now uh, among basketball circles is another point do we keep rudy gobert is donovan mitchell that guy i do think donovan mitchell is the more talented basketball player but to this point i mean we we talked on our podcast about Shaq calling him out and maybe that not being very cool on tnt but so far he hasn't been able to prove Shaq wrong he's young he has time to grow more as a player it just might not happen in Utah. So I do think um, Dallas, because of this Luka injury, they buy themselves some more time, like another season with this roster. Of course, they're going to try to upgrade as all teams do in the offseason. But I, I don't think they're feeling as much pressure if they lose this series as the Jazz are because of the Luka injury circumstances. The Jazz, we've run this through a few, quite a few postseasons now. They were the top seed last year. And it's just not working out with this lineup. All right, that's enough time on Dallas, Utah. <laughs> Let's move on to the Golden State Warriors versus the Denver Nuggets. And let's do a quick score check here. The Nuggets have taken the lead with about a minute 30 left in the third quarter. So still, um, there's still plenty of time in this game, but good to see the Nuggets showing signs of life. And I, I have not watched this game, so I do not know how Jokic is performing. I hope better than his first two games. Game one, Jokic was ejected. Game two, the Warriors just blew the doors off, basically, and looked like they are in playoff prime form Warriors. So the Warriors have elevated themselves now as a, a legit potential title contender where there were a lot of question marks Going into the postseason, they've kind of silenced those question marks by Draymond showing up and playing great basketball. Jordan Poole looking as good in the postseason as the regular season. And just really this team chemistry firing on all cylinders. Denver is a great team to show this off and for the Warriors to start getting hot with their shooting, to try out different things without being punished for it because of the lack of talent on that Denver team as it stands right now with their two um their kind of B and C players on that depth chart being injured. So this is a kind of an ideal setup for the Warriors when you think about it. They can make a lot of mistakes and still win games, build up momentum, build up their rhythm and I I think the Warriors are now, yeah, I mean I would grade them dangerous as a contender. And if Devin Booker isn't near 100% when they play, it's going to be a much more interesting series. Whereas at the start of this postseason, I would have easily picked the Suns. I'm going to have to do some digging 
do some soul searching and really contemplate my pick if they end up being the Western Conference final matchup. They seem to inevitably be that matchup unless Memphis really impresses. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and talk about that series. Memphis versus Minnesota. So Minnesota kind of shocks everyone and wins game one. Memphis comes back in game two in Minnesota. There is a clip that's going around now of Carl Anthony Towns. Cat will call him just kind of kind of hyping up his team early in the game, saying basically now we're in Minnesota. We're in Memphis and now we're in Minnesota. We haven't been in Minnesota yet. And John Morant retweeted this clip after the game was over because Memphis came back. As I mentioned earlier, there were two 20-point deficits that Memphis came back from in order to get the win. Let me pull up that score for you. 104-95 to tonight. Yikes. Bad luck, Timberwolves. You had a real chance to take a lead in this series, kind of shock the world against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are... Just resilient. You have to give them credit. They play as such an intense unit together, and they're never out of games. And they have this crazy firepower. You remember earlier this year, I talked about them setting the record for the greatest NBA win. Really, we framed it as greatest NBA defeat um, against the Thunder. I believe they won that game by 72. So this team is intense. They they bring it not just because of that win. They've been doing it all year. Um so yeah, Memphis uh by the way, shout out for again that Mike Prada interview if you want to dive deep dive into the success of this Memphis team and how they turn defense into offense. Mike had great analysis on that. Um Justin and I both had picked Memphis for this series. Justin had Memphis in five. I had Memphis in six. We'll see what happens. But this another thing I really think would be concerning to me as a Minnesota Timberwolves fan is the star of your play, uh, your franchise, Carl Anthony Towns, is folding again. And I still carry that image of Jay Butler just kind of asserting his dominance on that franchise being the alpha dog. And he really thought that Carl Anthony Towns was soft. It's pretty, pretty widely reported. Now they did not get along and he just did not like the mentality of that young core at the time. Carl Anthony Towns didn't get the job done in this game three, obviously with Memphis being able to come back. So I I would have some question marks. Um, I also wonder um, if he's going to be the leader of that team moving forward, or is it going to be Anthony Edwards? And by the way, Anthony Edwards is also on the um, injury list. Excuse me while I, I look this off, look, look this up. Um, he has had pain in the knee. And forgive the dead audio. He's had left knee tendinopathy, was out with an injury this game. I am not sure uh, what the status is there. But of course, if he is out for this series, even for another two games, it's over for Minnesota. So 
there you have it. There's our first round. So injuries have made a ripple in the NBA playoffs, but they have not entirely reshaped them to this point. That's pending on a lot of things that, that we're going to learn about within the next week. Are the Warriors title favorites? I wouldn't put them as title favorites at this point, but man, they are very dangerous. And can Ben Simmons save the Nets? No, absolutely not. He cannot save the Nets. I'm not buying that. Props to the Celtics. Look, I have to say that as we finish the podcast here. Props to the Celtics. You've really impressed me. You are more of a serious contender than I gave you credit for. And let's see. Let's hope that I did not jinx you for the rest of your series by coming to your side. I appreciate you guys tuning in, watching, or listening to the podcast later. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Enjoy the rest of the first round action. Justin and I just taped another recording today. I can't tell you who it is just yet, but stay tuned. We are going to be releasing that early next week, and we will have more playoff coverage as we continue to review the first round results and lead into the second round. You guys take care until then. I am Matt Thomas. This has been In the Lab with Hoopsology. Peace.